Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for calling and, and tuning in to Creating a Championship Center Living. I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is June 27, 2009, and um, I come to you today, um, as always, eager to, to talk to you and give you life-changing motivation, life-changing tools to help you, you know, realize your dreams and, and, and realize your goals and realize your passions. Um, as always, I thank God for you. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to speak to you today. I thank God to be able to, to present a show to you today that's worthy of um, worthy of your time. And I don't take this stuff lightly. I don't take you for granted. I appreciate you and I love you for it. Um, and before we go any further, as always, I turn this show over to to God's Holy Spirit, so that we can both get what it is that we came here for today. That I can that I can actually give you what it is He wants me to give you, and you can receive what it is that He has for you to receive. Um, and just moving forward in the show today, um, today I got a, a an idea at the last minute. I didn't plan this out completely. This was just more of a, a move in the spirit to. Um, to honor the legacy of a of a major uh, a major star that we uh, we lost this week, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know how many people out there really understood the, the magnitude and and how dynamic of a person, let alone an entertainer, that Michael Jackson really and truly was. Uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of things that they want to say about him and have to say about him, and and I can't. Um, for no reason, I can't um, change anybody else's opinion. But my opinion of him has never changed. I've always admired him for being a, a, a just a dynamic person. Um, yes, he may have made some mistakes in life, but as a as a person, he impacted so many people's lives that people really were just in awe and anticipation of this this uh, tour that he was planning. And I'm just so thankful that you know he was 50 years old. We we were able to have him for 50 years on his earth to entertain and, and to touch the lives and impact people's hearts. Um, today's show, the first part of today's show is dedicated to the legacy of Michael Jackson, of course. Um, today's theme is called The Power of Passion. And um, we'll, later in the show we're going to have a few uh, callers call in to uh, discuss the uh, the impact that Michael Jackson had on the our culture as we, as we know it. Um, I mean, I, I'm only 30 years old, and as long as I've been around, Michael Jackson's been around. And so this is a, a weird, a really weird experience for me today to be able to even say this, that, you know, and we're speaking about Michael Jackson's past, and, and this is it's amazing. But I thank God for the opportunity that the world did have to, to see him as long as we have seen him and to experience his, you know, the gifts and talents that God placed inside him for as long as we did. Um, so... With that in mind, I'm going to give you today's divine intervention. Today's divine intervention, I want you to take it. I want you to, when you hear this, and when you hear this live, hold on to it in your heart, but when you hear the podcast, write it down. 
because this is a dynamic, dynamic, dynamic divine intervention. I believe it it is very appropriate for today's uh, topic and today's um, message. Our, today's divine intervention comes from Matthew 5 and 16, and this is the King James Bible. It says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I'll read that for you again. From Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that a life like Michael Jackson was placed in this earth to be just what that verse said, a light, a light of hope, a light of love, a light of peace, a light of, uh, of, of like I said, hope, love, and peace. Those three things together magnified. Yes, like I said, we, we don't know the whole truth about this man's life, but we also but but, but the, the fruits that he that he bear. He he was a loving individual, he was a caring individual, it poured out in his music, it poured out in his philanthropy work, it, it poured out in his humanitarian work. Um it's just just a dynamic person, just a dynamic life. And it's just amazing that we that I, like I said, I'm just still in shock. I'm still in, oh, I actually did a show the day that uh, Michael Jackson passed, I actually um, was interviewed by uh, my friend J.L. Godfrey on his show, and he almost canceled his show because he was it was just so hard to deal with that, you know, somebody that we, like, like I said, we've been, I'm in my 30s, um, and like I said, I've, I've never known a world without Michael Jackson. And I'm not calling, I'm not comparing him to God, but he was, he was a God fan. I, I believe that in my heart. And before we go into any further, I'm going to, play a short snippet of, of one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. And um, when we come back, we're going to have a few reflections on the career and the, the impact of Michael, George, Michael uh, Jackson. Excuse me, please.
And we're back. Uh, on the line, I have um, a couple callers now, um, one of which um, is a, 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 just a dynamic um, clinical uh, social worker um, and also um, a person who's been impacted by the life and music of uh, Michael Jackson. Um, I want to bring to the line Ms. Uh, Cicely Johnson. She's going to tell us um, her... Um, her take on 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 this loss that we've experienced as a as a, a group and as a society. Hi, Hello, uh, Miss Johnson. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. I hear you now. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was on way coming back from the city the other day, and I got the news, and I was very surprised and. Um, a lot of thoughts um, went through my mind, and so and I was also shocked for a while. Um, and um, so, but just thinking about um, Michael and what he's done for me, um, you know, as far as introducing me to um, music. Um, I consider him to be a matchmaker. Uh, I just think that through all the things, um, you know, from his singing to his dance um, to the drama that he brings, he just um, he just really represents all the gifts that music provides. And I just want to agree with you about. Um, him being a godsend, and I really feel that we lost an angel when we lost him. So what what impact do you think this is going to have on, on music as we know it now? Um, well, initially, when I first found out the news, I wanted to not listen to music. <laughs> I kind of thought, I felt like music is gone and music is dead. Um, but um, and sort of thinking about I think it would be good to think about all the gifts that Michael brings um, and, and also the gifts of his um, of legacy and his passing. Um, you know, I think that if we keep that in perspective and appreciate his gifts and things like that, I think it um, it may actually have a positive impact on music. And um, what's one song that um, that uh, Michael Jackson that touched your heart the most? Um, probably Human Nature. Okay. Um. Why, why would you Why would you say Human Nature? Um. I like the music of it. I like the rhythm and the beats of it. I also like sort of the message that it talks about human nature. It sort of makes me think about um, forgiveness and humanity and and um, and just commonalities that we have between each other. Right. Uh, I think that's something that. 
I, I would say I think that's something that um, a lot of people may not understand is that although we're we may be a different skin color, we may be a different shape, we may be a different size, we're all human. And I believe, you know, if anything, his music was was designed to to unite humanity versus, you know, some of the things he experienced himself. You know, just being being the butt of jokes and being attacked all the time. Um, it's it's very rare that you see a talent like that, that a person who was able to impact and bridge so many gaps um, generationally, culturally. I mean, he was a, he was a social, universal icon, but, but it was because of his the love. As I, just, uh, I spoke with my, uh, my friend Rhonda uh, Oliver earlier, and we were talking about, you know, just how the impact he had. He had, she said his impact may have been even greater than Princess Diana's because of his, his, his heart as a humanitarian. Yeah, you know, and I think he really, from Michael, I think he teaches a lot of lessons. Um, and I just just to go back to, like, the jokes and the different things like that, I was listening um, to initial response from an anchor that was on, and she was, she was interviewing someone, and she was saying, could you please tell us something that uh, would help us to forgive Michael for the things that he's done? And I just kind of thought, Wow. Um, you know, and it made me think about a couple things. Why why do we need to forgive him, you know? Um, right. And it made me think about, um, it, it really made me think about just the way that we judge other people right. um, and sort of the clannish mentality that the media can get. Right. Uh, and, and I just, I kind of, I just kind of like, threw me for a loop, and it just re- really made me start to think about forgiveness right. and why do we need to forgive Michael Jackson. I mean, I think the reality is, is we all sin. Um, right. And, I, you know, all I can think of is he who was without sin, please cast the first self. And to right. me, it's like a teachable moment for me. Right. Uh, you know, and it also made me think about, um, you know, for crying out loud, you know, one of the things, the wages of sin is death leave this man alone, you know, I just think that some of the things that I'm hearing right now, some of the jokes that are going over the Internet and things like that are just so inappropriate. I really wish they would stop, you know. Um, And I think that if we remember him for the good and the love that he brings, I think that, you know, music will be able to go forward. Um, And I also think that there's a lesson to be taught with this about, forgiveness and about persecution and about the wages of sin and human nature. And so that's why that's sort of my song, and and that's why, to me, he represents love. And I really feel that he is purely music. And right. for me, music is love. So that that's, um, you know, like you said earlier, as far as him being a godsend, that's how I feel. And, and whether or not he did something or he made a mistake or did this or did that, okay, the man has paid, he's lived, you know, in a lot of pain for a long time, and let him rest, and let him rest in peace, and that's how I feel. And um, I, I'm going to go to the next caller, but I want you to stay online, Cicely. We, we're going to, um, I'm going to open up the call um, at the end of the show, but I want you to stay online um, for a moment. We're going to go to the next caller. Okay. My next caller um, is a, a columnist in um, Los Angeles, California. She's the columnist of 
uh, the blog, uh, Single in L.A. She's a dynamic writer and also uh, a fan of Michael Jackson, someone who's been impacted by his music as well. I'm going to bring on uh, Miss Brandy Ely uh, to the show. Um, hello, Brandy, are you there? Hi, Miles. I'm here. Hey, hey Brandy. Uh, Brandy, could you tell us what um, what kind of impact did uh, Michael Jackson's music have on your career as a writer or, and also as a, just as a person? Wow. It's so hard to even measure it, but I think that as someone that is creative and also really, really prides myself on being as much of an, an individual as I possibly can, I think that Michael Jackson kind of encouraged me to be that person. Like Michael Jackson had a style of his own and was unapologetic about it. I was watching some media coverage of some of his interviews and people always asking, why do you do this, why do you do that? And not in a condescending way or anything like that, but he just kind of was like, why not? And I, I love that. I love that about Michael Jackson, and I love that, you know, he encouraged me to be the same way and in, in, in expressing myself through, like, my personal style, through my writing, through pushing the envelope and taking things to the limit. I think that the, they, they can go and expressing the messages that I think need to be expressed. Those are the kind of things that Michael Jackson really had an impact on for me. So what do you what do you think that this um his passing what kind of effect do you think it will have on the music industry as a whole? That I don't I I don't know because I I do know that there's never ever ever going to be another Michael Jackson. I mean there's so many people that are compared to him, but the fact of the matter is that none of the artists today would be who they are without the influence of Michael Jackson. I was just watching a um, tribute that Beyonce did in her one of her shows, I think, last night in Philadelphia, and she sang Can't Help It. And she said, you know, Michael Jackson was my hero, and I, I try to be great in what I do, but I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't be an artist. I wouldn't be singing. I wouldn't be inspired to do what I do without Michael Jackson, and I think that that speaks multitudes because a lot of people are great. Chris Brown, Usher, all these people are compared to him, Justin Timberlake, but none of them are necessarily original in that they have been inspired by him, and I don't know that Michael Jackson was really inspired by any anybody but the genius within him. And maybe I'm giving him so much credit, but that's just, like, how wonderful I felt like Michael Jackson was. There was no other artist like him, and I don't know if there will be another. So, I mean, in understanding that, I mean, I, I see him to be a – I always viewed him to be a, a very passionate person. I always heard that he was a, a perfectionist, so to speak, that he, he really worked at honing his craft. Um, what what kind of tips do you think people can take from his work ethic, I mean, in, in their own – in their own dreams, their own vision. Wow. I think that the fact that he was 50 years old and was, according to all reports, in as good a shape in his performance as he was 30, 40 years ago, I think that that is something that anyone trying to perfect their craft 
can look up to, the fact that you should always be aspiring to be more and you should always be trying to be at the top of your game. You were once the best, but you can always get better. And I think that that is something that Michael Jackson personified throughout his career. Wow. I think that a lot of people, um, like I said, they may not understand completely what um, what type of impact a person has until, you know, they say you never miss a thing until it's gone. Right. I think a lot of people now, they're starting to understand just, you know, the, the, the person they made fun of, the person they clown, what kind of impact he really had on the world. I mean, a lot of people, I'm a grown man. I'm a full-size grown man, and I, I was nearly in tears because it affected me that much. Um, yeah. What do you think um, now? I, I've heard that his um, that the sales of like a lot of his MP3s went through the roof yesterday. Yeah. What, what kind of impact do you think that this will have, like on like future sales? I mean, he still had he still has the best-selling record of all time. Um, how do you think artists can actually, like I said, emulate to some degree what he did, or will, will there ever be another artist that can even come close to what Michael Jackson has done? I, I don't I don't know that I think that it's unfortunate that someone isn't really seen as the legend that they really are until after they're gone. So we really may not be able to measure that until, you know, the um, the passing of some of the great artists of today. But I, I do think that it's interesting in that um, so many people that were not exposed to a lot of the early work of Michael Jackson are now being exposed to that. Like Thriller was the number one single on iTunes purchased for the past two days, both on iTunes and on Amazon. That's amazing. A lot of people probably only knew about, like, Michael Jackson's last work, like his 1991 album, Invincible, and things like that. And the fact that it went triple platinum but was considered a failure, that is something that artists today aspire to even get. So that in and of itself is amazing and is something that I think a lot of the the current artists are going to try to aspire to, just to kind of reach what was mediocre for Michael Michael Jackson by his own standards is what they're aspiring to, to get. Wow. Wow, his his great his mediocre is is, is somebody else's just life changing career. <laughs> exactly, which is amazing. Wow, that, I mean that is, and a lot of people may overlook that, but you know, you saying he went triple platinum and he was he was not happy with the results. He wasn't. He wasn't at all. He was used to selling twenty and thirty million of each of his albums and when Invincible did not do well according to him, it was triple platinum and he was very upset with Sony, very upset with Tommy Matola. But triple platinum is something that makes some people think that they've made it and they'll be a legend and go down in history and you know, that's nothing to really blink at. But for Michael Jackson, it wasn't good enough. And that really speaks to his perfectionism, his um, workmanship, and his true dedication to his to his art. Wow. Well, Brandy, we, we really appreciate your insight. I, I, again, I, I would ask you to hold on to the, um, for a little while. We're going to um, I'm going to go to the next caller, but I want to I want to open the lines up at the end of the show. I want you to um, let the people know uh, more about where they can find your work. 
Um, so let me go to the next caller, and I'm going to come back to you. Of course. Okay. Uh, our next caller um, is a, a dynamic educator, um, a motivational speaker, uh, psalmist. Uh, she's just a dynamic person overall. Um, we talked earlier. I told you about her. Her name is Rhonda Oliver. She's a um, She's going to give her her views on this subject matter as well. Rhonda, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Miles. It's so nice to hear you again. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we just picked this briefly before. Um, you know what? I listened to the uh, two ladies before me, and I so agree with them. Um, the last one, young lady, talked about how um, Michael Jackson's work and how his, you know, just his persona has really spoken to the world, literally. Um, the thing that I, um, I, I just saw today, that one of his greatest influences was James Brown, and I think she had mentioned that she wasn't sure if he had had anyone that influenced him. And he, it's, it's, a, it's on YouTube, and it shows the tribute uh, with James Brown and um, the, a couple people, and, uh, you know, they were all around him. And he actually said, James Brown, he started to cry, and he said James Brown was one of his greatest influences. And, you know, it's funny because he had others that he would watch, you know, because he, he was one that would study the craft and the art of other artists that came before him. One of them was Gene Kelly because Gene Kelly had the hat. So I could see each artist. Um, he loved, um, um, uh, who else? Uh, Presley, Elvis Presley. So these are people who he saw, watched their, their, their dancing, but he came into his own, and that's what James Brown said. James Brown said, you might have looked at these artists, but you came into your own. And he said, that's what makes you a great artist. And that's the tribute that James Brown um, paid to um, Michael Jackson. Okay. Yes. And he is. He's, he's a great he's, – he's great in that he didn't know how great he was. See. Great is great can be great in everybody else's eyes, but if you can't see that greatness, that's to me that's that's humility, really. If you think about it, he did. I don't right. think Michael Jackson realized how much of an impact he really had. He knew that he had fans. He knew that he went places and they just flocked everywhere, but he didn't know the impact. And and we see it now, of course, in death. And death always brings more of the heart out for people. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is that you think? I mean, why is it that people couldn't really accept the, the greatness and the, the, the gift that he was while he was here? You know, it, that's just a human nature thing, I think. When people are present, for some reason, they do not. They might give them the awards, like, you know, the Grammys and the Emmys and things like that, and they might applaud them, but the real essence of it all comes together when you know that you will not see this person again. And something about that just makes that that feeling that you had um, escalate. Uh, for me, my connection, I had always been connected with the Jacksons ever since they debuted in the, in the um, early 70s in, um, on the Ed Sullivan show. And so we were all at the TV. I remember as a kid, you know, I was right around their age, right around uh, uh, Jermaine's age, and, you know, every girl in America probably had one of them picked out for their, their husband, you know, their boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all were like, yeah, we want Jermaine, I want this one, you know. And so we all did that, you know, as kids, you know, it's a normal thing. But um, Michael just did something magical. He just, he literally um, he just came into our hearts that, at that moment, the whole, the, all five of them, and then America fell in love with them. 
I grew up with them. And I think that's what my realization after Michael died, it hit me. I, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I know these people. I've grown up with these people. I've, I've studied their lives. I've read things about their lives through the years. Know all their names, that, that, that type of thing. So, yeah. Okay. Very much a part of culture, pop culture. Right. I, I think that's a, a really a dynamic piece that, you know, a, a five-year-old was able to change the whole landscape of a culture, of a society's mm-hmm. culture. I mean, and and was a key figure, key, key figurehead in that, that culture for years, for like 40-plus years. Yeah. Well, the Bible says it best. It says that your gift will make room for you and bring you in front of great men. And he indeed has gone before you know, to perform in front of kings and queens and presidents throughout the world for decades. So, I mean, he, he literally had a gift. It was beyond just being talented. He had a definite gift for not only loving people, but loving the art and, and giving it all that he had. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, Rhonda, I, wanna, I wanted to keep you on the line. I, I want to go to the next caller because we're going to okay. move along in the show. But I want to let you stay on the line because I'm going to let, let, uh, let the people know how to find you at the end of the show. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. Um, our next uh, caller um, is an actual, uh, is a national recording artist who actually uh, has performed with Michael Jackson. Um, um, I'm going to bring to the show Miss uh, Regina Murph. Um, Regina, are you there? I'm here. Yes, Regina. Um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm sad, but I'm still blessed. Yes, and I know we were talking earlier, um, and you were saying that how you had performed with Michael. Um, how how was he? How was it as a being a you know sharing the stage with him? How, how dynamic was that? I had the pleasure of sharing the stage with Michael. We performed on the same stage together. It was at an event of an unveiling of a plane by a well-known attorney in the United States, which is also he used as his attorney, and we were at the event together. It was a really big event in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. And when I tell you, it was it was amazing. I mean, his aura was absolutely captivating and loving. You could just feel a lot of love coming from him. And from a child, you know, as a young uh, this lady earlier said that, you know, you couldn't tell me that Michael Jackson wasn't going to be my husband. I was, you know, I mean, I really was too angry because <laughs> I know every little girl <laughs> knew that they were going to grow up to marry Michael Jackson. <laughs> wow. Which is funny, but I, I just, I, I'm really, really, the music industry has taken a big hit. I would definitely have to say that because real music, music of meaning, music of power, music that changes the world, we're, we're just not getting a lot of that right now. Right. And, and Michael really actually had an impact on the whole world. Right. Right. I think that's the thing that um, I, I see very few artists today that have that type of uh, magnitude that can actually, you know, go into another, uh, go into places where they don't even speak the language and can still impact the people uh, like Michael Jackson could. Excuse me, Ashley. I mean, it really, really hit home with me and made me want to really, really, uh, somebody's going to have to pick up the torch and, and hey, it just put sparks and me to and you, you gotta really use your gift to make a difference. And right. that's what I intend to do right now from this day forward because 
each day is not promised to you. Right. And you have to, you want to leave here not completing the task that you were called to do, or do you want to leave here saying, as such as Michael did, I mean, in this short period of time here, because he was a young man, 50 years old, it's, it's not, you know, it's not over the hill, it's not old. I mean, this guy was like a 20-year-old on stage right. at the age of 50. So, I mean, it just really, really put a spark in me to do better and to do greater with my gifts and make a difference in the world and make an impact. And that's what I intend to do from this point on. Is there anything that you would um, you could share for uh, uh, maybe an upcoming artist who, who's, who's going to hear this uh, interview? Is there anything you can share from from watching Michael Jackson perform? Is there anything you can share to give them to you know to to give them a tool to move forward in their career so that they don't be stagnant, but they they come out and be the best they can possibly be? What I would tell them, what I would tell them is to believe in yourself. Stay true. Stay true. Stay true to who you are, and don't allow the industry to change your character. Don't allow the industry to 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 to, to make you waver from what you initially were called to do. Right. And just and 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 always remain humble. Remain humble and always practice your craft to always get better. Always be able to take constructive criticism. Because in this industry, I tell you, um, if somebody gives you constructive criticism. You just better thank God because a lot of times you won't do that because they don't want you to succeed. But right. I hope with the passing of Michael that we will all come together even as a nation of people and come together and do better with each other. Because all Michael really wanted is to be loved. Right. I mean, he never had a chance to be to have a childhood. He never had a chance to really live a normal life because he was a star out of the womb out of the womb. All he really, really wanted was love and to have love around him. And that's what he displayed and that's what he wrote about. Wow. Well, Regina, we thank you for uh, for your insight on uh, on this uh, subject. And um, I know you're, you're uh, pressed for time. Could you just let the people know how they can uh, find you? Where can we find well, you and uh, get your music? I can be reached. I have my MySpace page is www.reginamurf, R-E-G-I-N-A-M-U-R-F-S, www.myspace.com forward slash Regina Murph. And also my website is www.reginamurf.com, and I can be reached there. Or the number is 770-572-3118, and someone from my staff will get back to anyone. If they want to know anything about images, there is an artist out there that needs uh, imaging or that needs vocal coaching, and, you know, you're ready, just give us a call because I have a team that is well and able to place you where you're supposed to be, and you won't have to go through all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Regina, we, we thank you, and I, I look forward to um, to hearing from you again on a, on a much upbeat note. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, and God bless you. Well, people are going to go into the uh, the next 
part of the show. We're going to go into our exclusive interview portion. Uh, we have a dynamic guest on here today. Um, I don't want to take away from, um, the, you know, the part of the original show that we had planned. Um, I do have um, a very, very special guest who's, um, to, to describe her, she's a very dynamic Internet marketer, marketing innovator, motivational speaker, former Chicago Bear cheerleader, teacher, mentor, author, entrepreneur, and just simply a positive thinker. Without any more, without any further ado, I would like to introduce to you all Mrs. Well, Miss Mary Wilhite. Mary, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you very well. Oh, great, great. Yes, I'm here, and I was listening to your wonderful guest that you had prior to me, and the young lady, before the young lady just spoke, uh, let her know that I was going to marry Michael first. (laughs) 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 So she she just totally had to stand in line. I mean, he was 11 and I was 10, so I was marrying him, and... uh, she was right. If you couldn't have Michael, you settle for Jermaine or Tito or Marlon or Jackie, you know. And then when Randy came on the scene, you know, okay, we'll even take Randy, you know. So, um, yeah, it, you know, I was talking to a friend the day it happened, and he hadn't heard it yet, and he was saying the negative parts about, the like, the child molestation and all that, the little boys. And I said, you know what? I said, hey, look, I'm going to let you know right now, is, this is, you can't even talk to me right now. Because I am so hurt. This is like a family member just died in my family. So you can just stop all of that, you know, child molesting and all that stuff. If you want to talk to somebody else, just go talk to somebody else. But, you know, this is like a brother died, okay? So, you know, I I had to just cut him short. I didn't want to hear it. I was hurting. I was in pain. And I think a lot of us um, are still in pain, Um, like the young lady said, not just here in the United States but all over the world. Right, right. Well, just on that note, I mean, I know you um, you talk about passion, and you teach people about passion. What do you, what can you take from a, an artist? I mean, we can just call an artist a, a, a genius like Michael uh, Michael Jackson, and and teaching people how to be passionate about their dreams. What can what can, one thing one or two things that you take from, you know, watching his career, um, as a as a fan? What could you take and and translate it as a coach and give it to somebody as a blueprint for success? I mean, I think that um, I think he was speaking to someone who actually was a dancer or singer or somebody that was um, performed with Michael. And the one thing she talked about is passion and how to be true to yourself. And regardless of what adversities that you may face, whether in whatever business, politics, entertainment, or whatever, you have to get grounded within yourself within your heart, your mind, and your soul. And you have right. to be true to who you are as a human being and an individual. And that's one of the things that I've taken with me with, throughout my career in, in anything that I have done. I don't let the world change me. I try to change it. And right. I just stay true to who I am, true to myself. And if it's all this manipulation, conniving, and so forth out there, I just let the universe take care of that and know that I'm trying to do the right thing or I'm trying to stay true to my passion. I'm trying to stay true to my craft and get the job done. So I would just take that from what she said, just pick, pick that back up and just say, hey, look, stay true to who you are. Wow. I, I, we, we, we teach that a lot around here. We, we, basically, 
in knowing who you are, when you know who you are, you, you know what you won't accept. You know what you, what you own will accept. There are things that, you know, as a person who, who's a, a dynamic dreamer like myself, I tell people all the time, you know, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. Well, a lot of people, they quit on their dreams because they, don't, they, they forget who they are. You, we've each been called to be unique. We've each been called to be different. If we were all the same, then, you know, there would be no need for each of us to be born. Right. And I think, you know, looking at an artist like, like I said, again, a genius like Michael Jackson, he proved that, that, hey, you know, none of us are here that are, are exactly the same. And when we are trying to be exactly the same, we're actually killing our, the dream inside of us. That's right. That's right. And, and that you know, I was talking to a friend of mine because I do um, seminars. I put seminars together. And I, I, what I try to do is provide great content and not just a lot of hype or pitch in, in my seminars. And I say it's a lot like politics because I was in politics for many, many years. And it's very, very difficult because it's part of the game to, to have a drawing card. For instance, like if you hold in a seminar and you have a great speaker like Les Brown, then normally you're going to sell tickets. Les Brown is going to want to sell his products to make money. So, right. you know, it's very, very difficult in, 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 in situations to just stay true to who you are, true to your craft. And you may not be able to get that less brown, but you may be able to get somebody that can convey that same type of knowledge, wisdom, motivation, um, and, and stay true to what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. So I think that that's, that's just a really, really important thing, just try to find that passion, whatever that passion is, and just ignite it. Right. I, I love that. I love the fact that a lot of people get caught up with the idea that um, – or, or, or like for instance, if you if for instance if you did want to get Les Brown now, the Les Brown I know Les Brown I know his um his rates are are, are astronomical unless you, when you get Les Brown you better know for a fact that you're gonna sell some tickets exactly. you better know for a fact that that that, that seminar is gonna work because uh-huh. Les Brown will get paid regardless. Uh huh. Uh huh. But for a person who's who's just coming up who still has that that fire who 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 may have been studying Les Brown who may have been you know who has a story that's, that's, that's dynamic just the same, they may be able to, to, you may be able to get them in there for lesser fee and still get the, the same message across because if it comes down to that person being true to themselves, they can ignite the people that you need to ignite it. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. And I know um, when I was in politics for a long time, you know, you, you get into politics and you see how all these politicians that start out as pretty nice guys to turn, turn out as scum. And uh, that's because they get in that environment and it, and it changes them. And I right. think the takeaway from, you know, what you said, what really made Michael just so phenomenal is that he just stayed true to his craft no matter what it was. He may have had a miserable life, but when he hit that stage, man, you would have never known it. Right, right. I think even still, and using that, there are people who may be going through life right now and they're not living life as they want to. They're still dealing with issues of the past. They're dealing with people who may have not loved them the way they want to be loved. What would you say to them to encourage them to move forward in their passion, regardless of, of, of the things that have come against them in the past, regardless of what people have said against them? What, what would you say to encourage them in moving in towards, into their passion? Well, Hello. Yes, we're here. Okay, because it, it well, it said something different. Um, 
the thing about it is, is you got to find your passion. And if you're trying to make profit, my, 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 my speaking and what I do around is called passion profit marketing, where if you want to find your passion, you got to do it in a profitable environment. And okay. one of the things that um, I, a social worker, for instance, has all the passion in the world, but, you know, social workers are, we need them, but in that environment, they're probably not going to make a lot of, you know, uh, income as a result of that. So it's, it's, let me give you another good example, the woman that invented Bennett Spanks, um, Spanks underwear. She found her passion, she ignited it, and she found it in a profitable environment. So that is the key. Find it where there's a need. You always surf for where there's, there's a need, and there, there are plenty of needs out there. So that's what I would suggest that a person do. Wow. Wow. So basically you're saying if there's a need based on some of the things that you may even be dreaming, some of the dreams that you have are, are actually answers to some of those needs. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is the same thing I, you know, I've been, I tell the people each and every week that, you know, everybody is created for a solution. Everybody that, that was born is a solution to some problem. Exactly. And when exactly. you tap into that, I mean, wow. And when you really think about it, it's like the guy that, um, and I don't know if you know this, but his name is Wayne Heningas, and he, um, he, he started out with a single garbage truck in 1968 and turned that into a Fortune 500 company just because he was passionate about a clean neighborhood. Wow. One person, he found out that one person's treasure, one person's trash was another person's treasure. And today, the same individual owns blockbusters. Wow. So, yeah. So that's, that's like a little trivia there that a lot of people don't know. So it's like find that passion in a profitable environment and then get that passion exposed so folks can see it, they can learn about it, and they can actually make money with it. And it's a lot of different ways to do that. And that's one of the things that I teach in my passion profit marketing courses. Wow. Wow. So basically in, in doing something this man loved, he actually created a, a, another outlet to, to change the way we even view movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's true. That is true. And you know what? We can go after story after story after story with this type of thing happening. So that, that, that's true. And you got to communicate that passion with the marketplace. And you got to okay. communicate that passion either with the content you provide or writing articles where you know people uh, get, put that put that in an environment where people can purchase those articles or press releases or just doing a blog where you could sit down and communicate and talk on that particular blog. Either put it up on videos where they can see it on YouTube and some of these other outlets that we can watch uh, videos on, and then just. You know, or either turn it into like a free report where you can give it to people, and then they can start going to some of the things that you are are, are providing, some of the services that you're providing, and really get a chance to see what you're all about. But the results of all that is a dominant presence in whatever marketplace that they're looking for. So that's you know that's that's my that's my drumbeat, and that's what I that's what I show people how to do, and that's what I teach people how to do. And that's what I love to do because I was in politics for like 25 years, and I oh, had wow. passion just going out there helping people, but it wasn't profitable. But then what I learned how to do is turn my passion of helping people into profit, and that's okay. what I've been doing. 
Okay. So I know when we talked earlier, you said that folks can uh, make money using the Internet if only they knew how. Right. Uh, and and how, how would you, in your coaching, how, how do you show people, you know, how to, how to monetize their efforts on the Internet? The way that I show them how to monetize their efforts on the Internet is something that I just spoke, spoke about a little while ago. For instance, you provide content. Well, if you provide good quality content, people would buy that content. Let's say, you know, you get an article created and you turn in that passion that you have into an article. And then, like I said, you can turn that into like a press release, a blog. I mean, you can go on some of these blogs, for instance, like the Daily Beast. That's a multi-million dollar blog. On that okay. blog, you sell advertising on that blog. You know, you get that exposed to the world. For instance, of what we're doing on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, LinkedIn, even um, our program of what Blog Talk Radio, we're getting our message out. And once you get that message out, that's when people begin to know who you are and you, 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 um, you dominate, you, do, you can get do, just dominate a market just like that. And the thing about it is, it's a quote that Mark Twain said a long time ago, and he says, opportunities are usually disguised as hard work. So people don't recognize them because a lot of people don't want to put in a time or the effort that it takes to make things happen. But that's what they really have to do. Wow. wow. So as a coach, can you? how, how difficult is it to work with someone who, who's not willing to put in the effort versus someone who is willing to put in the effort? Well, first of all, I don't work with people who are not willing. Because right. if you don't have the will, I don't have the will for you. So that's, that's the first thing. So when they, they finally get to me, they're people who are motivated, and okay. they're motivated to take action. And as a result of taking that action, then it's easy, easy to steer them. For instance, um, I met with um, for, for lunch right after I talked to you earlier. Today, a woman that I'm working with from London, she, she's in Atlanta on a trade okay. show, and she's in my coaching program. So... But she's willing to take action, and, you know, she got to Atlanta. First thing she did was call me, and I went to the car. And that's wow. from London. So, you know, if, if a person from London is motivated to come here and to sit down with me and talk to me, then I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that person is successful. Wow. Wow. Well, Mary, we're, we're – uh, Getting, running a little bit out of time here. Could you tell the audience about the action seminars that you're a part of? Okay. Actually, it's this particular one, the last one I did was an action seminar. This particular one is called Money in the Bank Seminar. Because Money in you the know bank. what? Right. Moneyinthebankseminar.com. <laughs> so they can go on to moneyinthebankseminar.com and check it out. But um, really what it is is it's, it's a group of people that I've gathered together to actually teach you how to put money in a bank. And what I'm doing is I'm going to where my clients are located, in Dallas, in Austin, in Denver, in Phoenix, in Atlanta. So I'm going all over to all these people, go to all these places, and just bring in other speakers to be able to take the time to show people step-by-step step of how they can put money in their bank account as well. So that's what it is, is moneyinthebank.com, uh, moneyinthebankseminar.com, I'm sorry. And uh, what I did earlier was I gave you a link, and I don't know if you have that link or if they have access to that link, but, um, you know, they can go on that link and um, check it out and 
register or either just go to the Money in the Bank seminar and register if they're in the um, Austin area, the Dallas Austin area, because that's where you know, going to be held. That link will be available um, after the podcast post. Okay. So when people download the podcast, the link will be there. But I want you to know, Miles, that um, I really appreciate what you're doing. And, um, you know, you're doing an awesome job. And Thank people um, are beginning to know more about you from your Twittering and on some of the other things that you're doing. So I just wanted to put that in there and let you know how much, you know, we really appreciate you as well. And I appreciate you. This is absolutely an honor for me because, I, you know, I've, I've watched you on Twitter and you, you're um, – the, the message that you send out is, is dynamic. It's, it's very empowering, and I like reading your quotes. I like reading, you know, your content. Just like you're saying, you have great content, and, and it, it definitely, you know, makes people want to connect to you. You know, that, and that's the greatest thing. And you know what? I like to put the positive energy out because we get enough negative energy all day, negative images all around us. So if I can offer anything in terms of a positive energy, I like to offer that. But one quote that I would like to finish with, if I may. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Almost yes. everyone I talk to is in the information is in information overload. So the biggest problem today is not that we need more information. We need an, an easy, like step-by-step, easy instruction with all, all the fluff to to just be in an environment to learn. And a friend of mine, Terry Dean, um, Terry Dean said that and it's so true we need we need we need step-by-step instructions and that's what I try to offer is those step-by-step instructions on how a person can make a living a real living on the internet well you definitely got a, a new fan with me <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much I really really appreciate that you're so welcome and uh, we thank you for coming out tonight and um like I said, I, anyway, we, I can help you, you know, give me a call, and if I can do it, it's done. Well, don't don't forget that I, hopefully I'll have the opportunity to talk to you after 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 your show, which has been a yes. very enlightening show. Yes, 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 indeed. Okay, Miles, but thank you so much. You're so welcome. What I want to do now, um, we have a – a few callers on the line. Um, the callers that were on the line earlier, um, I want to give you each uh, about a minute to to share with the audience what it is you do and how um, how the audience can be uh, can support you. Uh, we're going to start first with uh, Miss Brandy Ely, um, columnist of the uh, um, the blog Single in LA. Um, Brandy, are you there? I'm still here, Miles. Okay, we, we want to let the people know how they can find you. Um, Twitter address, uh, MySpace, uh, wherever it is that, that you are, you know, where can the people find you? I can be reached at twitter.com slash H-A-U-T-E-I-N-L-A. Um, also, as Miles mentioned, I write a blog about my life and sometimes my not-so-fun life in Los Angeles called Single in L.A., which is at Single in L.A., dot today dot com. I do want to note that the blog is on hiatus, but if you've never been there before, then all of the content is new to you. I'm also an aspiring screenwriter, so I've put the blog kind of on the back burner for the past month so that I can work on developing a television project, which hopefully you all will be aware of 
very soon. Wow. Okay. And and if you need any help with that, feel free to call me. Um, I'm willing to help you in any way I can. I definitely appreciate that, Miles. Thank you. You're so welcome. And we we look forward to people coming out to support you too. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, our next uh, caller, uh, Miss Rhonda Oliver. Are you still there, Rhonda? Yes, I am. Okay. Tell the people how they can get in contact with you. Um, they can find me on uh, Twitter, www.twitter.com slash edworksacademy. And that's uh, for my school. I do have a K through 8 online school, and you can find that at edworksacademy.shutterfly.com. Uh, and also I write blogs. I'm also uh, a writer and an educator. So um, you can look at my blogs at um, the blog spot. Um, dot com. So if you go on, I believe it's Edworks Academy Blogspot dot com. So if you go there, you can see. Um, and also, I'm sorry, don't say, don't do Edworks. Do I had Edworks and then I forgot that for the school. But now for my blog, you can find it on um, uh, Empowering Nuggets dot Blogspot dot com. And if you are not able to find it, then just find me on Twitter and I'll shoot you um, a link so that you can find it. But it, you should be able to. Okay. Well, we yes. thank you for uh, for your insights today on, and the reflections, and um, we certainly appreciate you, Rhonda. Uh, thank you so much. I enjoyed uh, Mary. I, I, I actually followed her. She is awesome. So I <laughs> so enjoyed her. I'm going to connect with her even more. I want to talk to her a lot more. And the young lady with um, the uh, vocal training, and she said she wants to do things with the voice, and I'm a singer, so... I'd like to connect with her as well. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll talk. After, give me a call after the okay. show, and I'll definitely give you the information. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. And um, Ms. Johnson, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience? Um, I just want to thank you for um, for yeah. listening, and um, you can reach me at www.psychologist.org. Um, and I am Cicely Johnson at yahoo.com. Can you spell it for the people? Um, C-I-C-E-L-Y Johnson at yahoo.com. Okay. And we, uh, we so appreciate you for coming out and your insight was, was very, um, very, uh, you know, insightful and we, we definitely, um, appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, we have one uh, new caller on here that I want to give him. Uh, the show is coming to a close, but I want to give him a, a couple minutes to just to, to get his point across uh, and his views on um, this um, event of, of Michael Jackson's passing. Uh, Mr. Leroy Mellis, he's a um, music entrepreneur as well as a, just a, a model of, of many sorts. Um, Leroy, just give people a, a quick um, take on your on this. this Instant here. Leroy? Okay. We, we can't hear you, sir. Are you there? Can't hear you? No. No. Is your phone here? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We hear you now. All righty. How you doing, Miles? Everything's great, sir. 
my brother, my brother. Uh, yeah, me and you were. Uh, we had a just a small, brief conversation earlier, and uh, you know, Michael Jackson passed, and I mean, it was a very, very, very big loss, I think, for the whole world because we all pretty much watched him grow up. A lot of us, like myself, I'm 31 years old. I'm, I wasn't there when he first stepped on the scene, but it felt like I was. That's that's the impact that the brother had on our lives, you know. Uh, future and past generations, and um, I like to look at people like Michael Jackson and uh, people that have accomplished uh, great, great, great feats um, in the midst of a time that is very, very uh, hard for people. He he overcame uh, a lot of the the the, the prejudices, and he overcame a lot of the the how how can I say, um, the things that will hold the average person back, he had them, and he also uh, had those things that will try to take him out. And the brother just uh, succumbed uh, yesterday, and, you know, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, and condolences to his family. But I think some young people and even some old folks need to just look at the, the inspiration that the brother uh, brought off no, he wasn't a minister. No, he wasn't a, uh, probably the, 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 the Christian or the, the, the religious figure that you want to see. But if you just look at his life as the, the ambition that he had, to, the, the drive that he had to want to be successful, to do something different, that's one of the things that I look at and I can say, okay, you know, Lord, if he did it, I can do it. Young black brother from Gary, Indiana, from the Midwest, I'm I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So it's it's a blessing to see a young brother come against all those odds and still be successful and still still go somewhere in life that most of us honestly we won't see it because the faith that he had, I don't know where he got it from. I thought his father beat it all out of him already, but guess what? God left something in him to keep saying I can do it. This brother get on stage, he twists up and he sing up, and he turns into a total different person. Then when he off that stage, he's so meek. And I think we need to remember uh, uh, people like this, even if it's not the, the 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 inspiration that you're actually looking for. It, there's something in that that you can find that can be a blessing to you. Just like this show, there's something on here you listening to on my show. You might hey that that's not for me, but guess what? The next caller might be for you. So you got to find a way to eat the meat and spit out the bones. And the reason why I'm talking like this is because Michael Jackson is a very, very, very touchy subject for a lot of people. And he was on display in front of the whole world. I mean, imagine how humble he had to be to go out and, and, and ruin his face and his body like that, but still had the faith to get up in front of people and say, I'm bad. Something is, something is up with that. And I think that we need to figure out what it is. You know, we don't want to worship him, you know, but we do want to say, hey, brother, you know, you was bad, bro, and we give you the pass on. And whatever other peace he need to make with, with, with the creator, we need to leave that between them two. But I will say he had a drive and a passion that we all should have in our businesses, that we want to have the glitter glove on when we sign the deals. We want to make sure that, that we spinning out of control and we moonwalking 
on those properties that we're trying to buy. If we want to make sure that that that, that we uh, know that we bad, you know, when we doing the deals and that type of bad, we talking about is a good bad. We're not talking about going out here doing something wrong. We talking about doing the right thing, but have that slang on the end of it to let people know that you confident that you know that what you just put together was really good and it's good for the people. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, we need to remember him in that aspect. The brother's business was A1. It was yeah. top-notch. His business saw a billion dollars, and we need to study what is it that he did. It was, I think it was the customer service that he had, although a lot of us would never put customer service and entertainment in the same category, but it still was. It was an interviewer yesterday said, hey, after his hair caught on fire during that commercial, when he left out, he put the glove on his hand and waved at the audience, and those people will never forget that. No matter what you're going through, no matter what fire you're going through, I think this is a, a message that we all need to hear. I don't care what fire you're going through, still smile, still wave, because yeah. that's what you need to be doing for your business, for your family, for the community, you know, People are talking about the economy, how bad the economy is. Well, the economy ain't bad for some people. It's, a, right. it's bad for a lot of people. You know why? Because they won't budget their, 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 some simple stuff, budgeting their money. You know, stop right. eating out. Go grocery shopping. Uh, the economy for Michael Jackson wasn't bad. Now, they talking about his finances was all funny, but any person that know about money know you always going to be in debt when you got that kind of money. So I don't really want to get too deep into that. What I would really like to get into is that the brother was bad, like he said he was. The brother pressed forward against all opposition, and I think that we in the community that's trying to do something positive uh, as far as in the financial community um, and bringing, bringing the financial community to the real community, I think we need to look at people like Michael Jackson, and we need to emulate some of uh, his ideas uh, for his success and we need to go out into the community, and we need to do some moonwalks and some spins on on, on, on on the head of the community, and we need to take it back. We need to take it back. And I, I really uh, that's really all I really have to say, because me and Miles, we briefly discussed Michael Jackson earlier today and um, how important this, this topic is. And it's not just because of Michael Jackson, but it's because the young people – they need something to look up to. And we don't want them just looking up to Michael Jackson. We want them to look at the good things that Michael Jackson was about. And we need to let them know that, look, those things are universal for everybody. It's not just for Michael Jackson. It can happen for you. So yes. all I want to say to the finish on this. Hello? Yes, sir. Go, go ahead. Uh, I basically just want to say this. Let's all just uh, let's do the Michael Jackson and let's, let's be bad on our business, but in a good way. And I just want to really leave you with that. And I, I appreciate you allowing me on the show. Miles, you got a beautiful show. I pray that the more people listen so they can learn and understand. I like how you bring in uh, uh, all the different uh, uh, categories and genres of people and businesses together and, and coming with these different ideas and current events in the world because this is real life. This is what we see in every day. Michael Jackson, we're going to see this all week, trust me. So we need to get get the best, yeah, all month, all the rest of the year probably. So we need to squeeze out the good of that and go forward. Whatever ain't right with it, let it go because he's gone already. Yes, yes, sir.
You know, so I, I just want to leave you with that, and I appreciate you. Appreciate your show, Miles. Oh, you're so welcome, sir, and we and we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. And uh, people, before we go, I wanna um, I wanna pray for the um, for all the fans, all the people who've been whose lives have been impacted by, you know, Michael Jackson, the the performer Michael Jackson, the humanitarian, just Michael Jackson's life as a whole. Uh, we go back to our divine intervention for today. Uh, Matthew 5 and 16, which states, um, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Well, as I pray, I want you all to understand this, that my uh, my mentor, Les Brown, says something. Um, he says to, to live full and die empty. And I have to believe in my heart that Michael Jackson, although he, he may have still had some more left in the tank, he, he he used a lot of what he had, <laughs> and his legacy will live for a, a, a long time. It will, it's, it, you can't talk about music. You can't talk about the, the genre of, of pop music without ever mentioning Michael Jackson. So in your life, in your careers, in, in whatever it is you've been called to do, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine that when people talk about that particular market, that they have to talk about you. And as I pray now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give you Thanks. We give you honor. We give you glory for for letting us experience a, a life of your son, Michael Michael Jackson. Father, we thank you for letting us letting our lives be impacted by the gifts which you placed inside of him. Father, we thank you now for for comforting for, for the, your comforting spirit going with his family and the fans who, who may be mourning his loss now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you that your peace that which passes all understanding shall encompass them and that they, that they shall go forth and remember the legacy set forth by your son versus the things of, uh, that may have not been of you. Father, we thank you because you allowed us to see your light shining through another human being so it, it can be an example for us. Father, we thank you for the impact which our lives will have as a result of coming in contact with your son, Michael Jackson. Father, thank you. We thank you. We thank you for peace that passes all understanding, for his fans, for his family, for his children, for those who, who may not know who Michael Jackson is, but one day will discover his music. Father, let, let the story be told that his light so shine and that you got the glory from his career. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you and we honor you and we praise you. Amen. People, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm honored to have been able to do this. And I thank you so much for, like I said, for tuning in each week. I thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I thank you so much for telling people about the show. And without further ado, I I have to do this. And it's the one part of the show that I, I, I'm starting to understand that it's just hard to do, and that's saying goodbye. But let's just understand it. It's not goodbye because I'm going to see you again next week. And until next week, remember this, don't ever give up, don't ever quit in your dreams. This has been Creating Championship Standard Living, and I've been your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. God bless you, and good night.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.